Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. As always, great to have you back. Special interview today. I'm joined by Roger Bajay. Roger is a general manager here at AWS, and he looks after, amongst other things, Kinesis. Welcome to the podcast, Roger. Thank you, Simon. Great to be here. Good to have you here. Now, I've been wanting to talk uh, to you about Kinesis for a while now. We've, we've shuffled schedules to make sure this happens because um, it's one of these really interesting services that underpins a lot of modern business and is kind of changing existing businesses as well. So maybe let's start at the start and, and talk to us about you know, what Kinesis is, what it can do for customers and, and kind of what we should know as a first order. Absolutely. So Kinesis is a data streaming service. It allows AWS customers to point their streaming data coming off of mobile devices, consumer online, their telephones, IoT vehicles at AWS. And Kinesis can capture this streaming data at massive scale. Because what our customers are doing is that they're in turn writing applications using other Kinesis services, which we can talk about, to get insights out of that data. How is the vehicle performing? How is the gameplay performing on the latest version of the game that they put out? And our customers are actually building new experiences, getting insights to how their applications are working, how their customers are working with their services, and basically transforming how they run their business all on streaming data. It's it's really interesting that the concept I think of streaming data is it has very different um, attributes than you know, batch processing etc. In as much as it typically is as you mentioned of massive monumental scale from a huge heterogeneous set of clients and it doesn't stop. There's no you can't say hey we're having an outage. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of doesn't happen, does it? No, indeed, and that's and that's what actually makes the cloud play a very special role because when you can have hundreds of thousands of users around the world um, using your application or playing your game. You need to have that ability to capture the data in very low latency. So having collection points at the AWS cloud around the world allows our customers to actually run at a global scale. And like you said, they have to be capturing that data all the time. They have to be up 24-7. And that's where AWS and our operations really stand out. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, Kinesis is about is about real time, but it also allows you to consume things uh, in multiple different ways. I mean, we've got you know Kinesis, we've got uh, Kinesis Analytics, we've got Kinesis Firehose, Kinesis Streams. Can you maybe give us a little bit of a a high level guide of where they all fit, what they all do, and and when you would use different componentry? That's a really good question. So you should think of Kinesis Stream as being the large-scale ingest and capture of streaming data. It plays a very unique role in that it's infinitely scalable. It allows our customers to ask the question, how much data do I think I'm going to be ingressing at any point in time? Because then they can create a Kinesis Stream. They can add shards, and a shard is a unit of capacity. Each shard allows up to 1,000 tr transactions or puts per second, and it can actually ingest one megabyte per second. So let's say we actually wanted to ingest all of the data coming out of the Twitter firehose. Well, it turns out that's about 12 megabytes per second. So you'd create a stream with 12 or maybe 13 or 14 shards to leave yourself with a little extra headroom. And now you can be assured that you can capture every tweet coming off of the Twitter firehose, maybe using GNIP or something like that. So that's how where Kinesis streams plays a role. Now, what are we going to do with that data? Well, if we had to build a custom application, we wanted the extremely low latency. We provide something called the Kinesis Client Library, where you could spin up an instance on EC2, 
You could write your application, and if you include the Kinesis Client Library, you get all sorts of goodness. It takes a lot of the complexities of distributed computing away, such as fault tolerance, monitoring, the ability that if you're falling behind, you can use auto-scaling rules to spin up another copy of your app, and because of the Kinesis Client Library, when a new instance of your application starts up, it will communicate through our control plane to find out what shards it can take responsibility for and read on behalf of the, of the application. So the KCL allows applications to auto-scale, load balance, and should one of your applications fail, one of our other one of your ex- um, existing workers will actually recognize that pick up the, the shards that aren't being processed, so fault tolerance as well. And so we have thousands of customers using the KCL to write their custom stream processing applications with extremely low latency against a Kinesis stream. But it turns out a lot of our customers just just want to just load data into Redshift or Elasticsearch um, or to S3. And that's where Firehose shines. Because with Firehose, you don't have to ask the question of what capacity do I expect? You can simply install the Firehose agent. You can create a Firehose delivery stream. Tell us where you'd like that data to end up, what's, what AWS service you'd like it to end up in, and we'll auto-scale the stream for you, and we'll deliver that data within a minute to these other AWS service destinations. Like I said, Elasticsearch, Redshift, S3, Lambda. So that's yeah, and, fine. And, it, it, and that, that is actually, you know, it's, it's, well, it's, it's interesting that particular service is is so simple to set up because um, Kinesis has been one of those services I, I'm a huge fan of, so I've, I've mm-hmm. used a lot. And um, I was amazed at setting up a, a fire hose was was literally a few clicks yeah. done, and you've, you've activated encryption, you've activated um, error checking, you've activated c- uh, compression. It's just like it's you almost sort of sitting there going, "Is there something else I should be doing?" And then, as you say, a minute later, there's the data in S3 or in Redshift. Yeah. It's like that's pretty cool. Yeah. And also on the on the um, on the Kinesis client library side, um, that's a really good example of something that, that does take away some of that, that starting undifferentiated heavy lifting piece. And the client library, when it first came out, was only available in Java. But mm-hmm. now we have Node.js, .NET, Python, and Ruby as well. So kind of whichever flavor you want to use, you can, you can access this technology now. Indeed, indeed. And we've also started to actually build out the ecosystem even richer. We now have a Spark connector. So if you want to process data in your Kinesis stream with Spark, we have an open source Spark connector. We've also realized that customers wanted an easier way to put data into the into a Kinesis stream. So we released an open source Kinesis producer library. And what that will do is it will actually pack the records as full as it possibly can, which saves our customers money. And then before putting the data into, into the stream... So you get, and, and it will actually, the KCL will recognize that, that the records have been packed and it will unpack them for, for our customers as well. Mm, that's really, that's really nifty because getting, getting data onto the stream is, a, is it in and of itself, um, a, a piece of work. And the, the nice thing is, I mean, all the, um, AWS SDKs support, uh, Kinesis, uh, both Firehose and, and streams as well. Um, and even like one interesting thing I saw was that, uh, the JavaScript library can do that. So you could actually have it going straight from a website. Um, into Kinesis if you wanted to as well. Yeah, we really want to make it as easy for our customers to get their streaming data into AWS without doing any heavy lifting whatsoever. Because now, they- I, 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 sorry, I was going to say, I, you're right. I, I interrupted you as well because you were about to speak about the third part of Kinesis, which is one of the most amazing ones, I've got to say, um, coming from an analytical background. Um, Amazon Kinesis Analytics. 
We can't, yeah. we can't not talk about that one. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. You know, we no sooner than we had finished Firehose where customers said, wow, thanks for making it so easy for us to stream our data into AWS. But what can you give us to actually process it? Because I still have to write an application. I still have to scale it. I have to manage EC2 instances and do capacity planning. And so we went to the drawing board and we asked, what's the most common data manipulation language out there in the world today. And it's, it's SQL. Um, any business professional, BI analyst and developer can write a SQL statement. And Kinesis Analytics, it's serverless. We allow our customers to write SQL. The only extension is it's streaming SQL. So the data is continuously coming in. It's not tables. You're, you're querying a stream. And you can do any kind of data manipulation and processing and build arbitrarily complex applications using streaming SQL. And the service will auto-scale itself. And we only charge for the resources that are being consumed. So if your stream is quiet, we quiesce all the way back down to simple one KPU. So we call it a kinesis processing unit to monitor the stream. Lots of data starts to come in. We'll automatically scale up to eight KPUs to process your streaming data as it comes, as it comes in the door. It is, it is an amazingly powerful and sophisticated thing. I, I, I know when I sort of got into it, I was, I dusted off my SQL skills and started to write some stuff. I'm like, this changes everything. It's like, you know, there's, there's so much that we used to do to make this happen. And then, you know, you've got sliding windows that you could use. You can pick your, how you want to process the data. Just, it, it really opens up so many options. I get really excited about it. But let's talk about, you know, what you've seen customers doing and some of the changes you've seen in customer uh, engineering and products, et cetera, that have been driven by using this streaming kind of approach. I'd be happy to. Actually, I want to just start with our journey. Then I'll tell you a couple of other stories. You know, back in the day, 2000, circa 2012, um, the metering team within AWS were capturing hundreds of millions of billing records per second. Every EC2 instance, every time a customer would start and stop an instance or use one of our services, do a put or do anything that was a billable event generates a metering record. So you can imagine given the popularity of the usage of our, of our customers, we were generating hundreds of millions of billing records per second. Terabytes per hour, many terabytes. And again, we had hundreds of thousands of sources just because of the different, different instance types. And what are we trying to do? We were trying to compute at the end of the day, a bill for our customers so they could see what their usage was across all of these services. We ended up writing hundreds of thousands of files to S3, which at the end of night, we would try to do these MapReduce jobs, mapping the customer's key all into the same accumulator or reducer that would then sum up by service a total bill for the day and then have a line item for each and every service that was used by that customer account. And we couldn't keep up, frankly. If any of the EMR jobs, MapReduce jobs would fail, um, and our customers at the same time were also saying, could you tell me on an hourly basis, a little bit faster, how much I just spent so I could track our spending? So we had this incredible demand for real-time insights into the bill. No way we could keep up with the scale at which we were growing. That's why we created Kinesis. And so now customers can see within minutes exactly what they've spent because today we're sending hundreds of billions of 
billing records through Kinesis and in real time computing exactly what their bill is up to the minute so our customers can see exactly what their spend is at any given point in time. And so that was a huge transformation for us. And as a company, instead of having all of these files and paying for storage, we were able to basically do real time computation, use the data, get an answer, and then not have to store it. So that was a huge transformation for our business. It is. It's a mindset change as well in terms of what service you're delivering to your own customer, but also how you architect your solution around that, where you you sort of move away from this sort of periodic model to just it's the work is always happening and and it has to keep up and it has to scale and be resilient and tolerate, you know, things that do happen, things go bump in the night Mm -hmm. um, and and continue to to operate. So having something that's robust, scalable, that that stores data for a period of time on your behalf is is really important. It is. Um, you're also seeing some changes in in you know streams in sort of inserting themselves as as a critical part of business workflow as well, aren't you? Indeed, indeed. And you know, one of the cases that I like talking about, we have a, a retail customer. And they're using our services along with Tableau for a dashboard. And they were taking their data and much like our billing and meeting records, they were capturing all of their sales. And when they would have their annual sales at the end of the week, once the annual sale was over, they would run their jobs and actually say, how did we do for our annual sale this year? They started using Firehose two years ago, and and the beauty of it is they didn't have to change any of the tools that they were using. They were still loading the data into Redshift. They were still looking at a Tableau dashboard, but now the data was coming in every minute, and they could actually see in real time how their sale was going. And just this last year, they shared with us, well, we started doing some A-B testing. We decided to do some targeted advertising and campaigns. We had watched in the morning to see how that was going and if it actually was was working and having the effect we wanted to, then we'd roll it out larger or we'd try another A-B experiment. And so again, without really changing their their existing practices, they were able to take advantage of real-time data, get real-time insights, and really optimize um, their, their program and get the most out of their annual sale that they've ever they've ever been able to get out of it. So I, I, I like that story when you can see how a small but but important change in how you process your data can actually change your business completely. Absolutely. It's it's a great example of really tightening the feedback loop. So it's, it's, as you said, they, they always had that feedback loop, but it was like a really long duration. So you know, to, to, to take an action and then see if it worked or not is is hours, days, if not weeks. Whereas now it's it's almost to, to the point of minutes. And I guess in, in online games that's that's a huge thing as well because there's so much happening all the time in real time that- as well. Indeed. And that's that's actually been another exciting transformation we've seen where we're now seeing, in particular with, with Amazon Game Studios, where they're developing a game right ahead of the players that are playing it. And they're using real-time analytics of data streaming in from every single player and their interaction. They build live dashboards and they, they put a weapon out or they put a complexity in the game on a new level they've just created. And they will watch their players. They'll look at every, you know, what's the duration of play? What's the engagement? What's the difficulty level? And are gamers having the experience we wanted them to have on this level? Are they taking advantage of the, of the resources? Have we made it too difficult? And they can react in real time and write code and go ahead and actually change the game or continue building the next level if the gameplay looks healthy. And so they have no longer is it work for six months, release the game and hope. It's actually, let's go ahead and interact with the users and actually write the game right ahead of them and then look back and see exactly how the play is unfolding and we can make changes and put out a new version of the game. So once again, 
again, we've seen a, a transformation in how people are taking advantages of what we call perishable insights. Because a week later, that insight's worthless. Your game, your your customers have churned. They're they're done playing the game. They've given up and walked over to some other game or some events taken place you could not take advantage of and get ahead of. But with this ability to get real time insights, these perishable insights that have really great value in the moment can be capitalized on to give a better customer experience. That's a, and that's a really interesting point. I mean, that, that the sort of decay over time of value of the data mm-hmm. and then what you spend on keeping it, storing it and processing it with this sort of real time feedback, you're, you're front loading your investment and saying, we're going to get this data, process it, analyze it and use it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we've done that, it's gone. It's almost ephemeral. It's we're not not interested anymore. It it is, and in fact, one of our customers pointed out it used to be the big D in our business was data. We had to store lots of data, lots of files. Now the big D is decisions. We we make a decision and let the data drop on the floor because we're processing it in real time, getting to a decision. I don't need that data anymore. That's really interesting, and it also it's, it's interesting because that that. Again, these different architectural approach mentalities also help to solve other ancillary problems. So if you think about that concept of dropping the data on the floor, mm-hmm. if, you, if you talk to a typical architect and say, hey, I've, I've got you know, millions, potentially billions of devices and users and I want you to keep capture data 24-7 and process it and do stuff with it, the first thing they're going to think about is, well, so over, you know, how much data would I store a day, a week, a month, a year, how long do I have to retain it for, et cetera. So suddenly that's a big back-end storage problem. Oh, and yes. yeah, we can throw things like S3, et cetera, at it, but it's still going to cost mm-hmm. money and you need to maintain it, et cetera. If you turn around, though, and say, well, yes, you're gathering all this information, but you're really going to keep it for maybe an hour <laughs> and then yeah. and then it can just go, um, it's not such a big problem anymore, is it? <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, one of our big use cases for Kinesis Analytics, just to, just to give a little um, sunshine to that service, is is ad tech. And what will happen in, in ad tech, um, they're plagued by, by two challenges. One, they are, they'll take on behalf of their customer, they'll, they have an agreement to serve up, let's say, 50,000 ad impressions to a certain cohort, like um, males over 50. And of course, there are, these ad tech companies are running hundreds of machines that are interacting with mobile devices. They'll realize that they have a candidate, a cohort that will satisfy a campaign. They will serve that ad up. Because they can't count in real time, they may actually end up serving 50, 60, 70, 80,000 impressions, those extra 30,000 impressions they just gave away for free. And then once they've served an impression up, they will watch what the individual does. Um, If I've been showing an ad, they'll want to watch does Roger actually click a button that might represent a conversion or do they click a button to learn more because that's a monetizable event for this ad tech company. And if within the next half hour, if I would do anything that looks like I've purchased it, that's a conversion and it's another billable event for this ad tech company. So they were effectively recording everything that I would, that every customer would do. And then at the end of the day, they try to say, Hey, how many billable events well, now mm-hmm. they've rewritten their workflows. They'll serve the pixel. They'll be able to count in real time with Kinesis Analytics. We've just served up, you know, impression 2,500. And they'll keep adding up until they hit that 50,000. They can stop immediately. And then they'll watch the mouse clicks. So they'll watch my actions on my mobile device. And if it doesn't look like a conversion, they don't record it. They just let it fall on the floor. And the moment that that's something which represents a conversion or a billable action, they can generate the bill right away and actually log that as part of the the bill they're going to send to their customer. So their efficiency has changed dramatically, both in their efficiency of hitting their program right at the number that they were paid to, and they can actually compute their bills 
without having to keep all this data and run it up at the end of the night. A great, great, great example. It really does tie into. You know, one of the, it's interesting. One of the themes that we we keep coming across as we do the podcast is this concept of a mindset change in the way you build solutions and architect systems based upon the services you now have available versus those you had twelve months ago, five years ago. You know, whatever your experience is, you, you almost need to challenge a lot of your traditional thinking in terms of how you might solve a problem domain because there are some things that let you achieve what was unachievable in the past at very low cost. Yes. Um, which is really, really exciting. And and I think also, Roger, you were talking about how, you know, streams are becoming, you know, very much woven into many of the services we provide at AWS as well. That's right. In fact, it wasn't long after Kinesis launched that other services realized, well, we're processing continuously generated data as well, and we could take advantage of a service like Kinesis and build on top of it and provide our customers value, let Kinesis do what it's good at. So not only had the billing and metering system started running on, on Kinesis, but our internal hardware monitoring of metrics for how our hardware is operating started running on top of Kinesis so they could get real-time insights to how our data center hardware was running. CloudWatch logs and metrics started taking advantage of Kinesis and building a higher level of abstraction. And today, there's over 12 or 13 AWS services, as well as several in retail, which have built on top and layered a new abstraction on top of and using streaming as a as a foundational abstraction on which to build and offer their customers new experiences new insights into what's going on in their applications their hardware or customer experience yeah it's it's, it's really interesting how kinesis has become one of those you know what we call primitives uh not to be unkind but those those yeah. fundamental elemental components that you use to compose higher order systems so um so roger the question then is is for our listeners you know where would they start? Where's the right place to start if they think that streaming might fit a use case they have, uh, if Kinesis sounds interesting? Absolutely. Um, what, what are some good first steps? Yep. So one of the things that I like to refer to our customers to is that AWS has a, a page that if you look at customer wins, customer success stories, that talk about how our customers have used our services. And you'll find many stories across many different market segments where customers have explained, this is how we've used Kinesis. This is how we've transformed our business. The AWS Summit Talks in particular, uh, Rethink, has a large collection of wealth where our customers are getting up and explaining their usage of Kinesis. So our customers can often under, start to appreciate how this might actually apply to their business case by listening to our customers talk about their journey and how they've used the services. In addition, you know, on the AWS pages, find our, find our Kinesis page. You'll actually find at the bottom, again, you'll find customer case studies, but you'll also find links. Because for example, Kinesis Firehose and Kinesis Analytics both offer trial streams. So you don't have to create your own data stream. You can actually use our stream generator. And we also have an open source stream generator in GitHub. A customer can actually download and it will create streaming data for you and you can extend it so that it looks like the kind of streaming data that you're that they're that you're are that they're working with to generate a simulated stream and actually pump it into a Kinesis stream and actually use the tutorials that we've written and made available online to go ahead and build your first streaming application. Or again, use the, use the data generators in both Firehose and Kinesis Analytics um, to actually play with some sample data using Kinesis Analytics or Firehose and see it getting loaded into S3. Absolutely. And those, I think those uh, sample uh, stream generators are really useful because it's it's kind of an abstract concept till you actually get to play with it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a really quick way to just 
spin something up and get it going. And it's a very low cost. So we'll put links in the show notes to the, the different presentations and those files as well so that uh, our, um, our listeners can can get a handle on it. Great. Thanks, um, Simon. Roger, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast. It'd be great to have you back another time to go deeper on some of these services. I would look forward to that. And thank you very much for the opportunity to, to chat today. A topic, of course, I always love to talk about, and I hope our, our the audience is able to learn something and learn a little bit more about stream data processing. Absolutely. That's great. And thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, we love to get your feedback at podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.